Welcome to the Rachel Kujup Show. I'm Rachel Kujup and my mission is to help you build a business that supports your multi-passionate lifestyle, create content with confidence and clarity, and launch profitable signature services and products. It is possible to blend who you are with what you do and gain financial freedom while still making a positive contribution to the world. I have helped over 3,000 people across my workshops and programs become respected and successful leaders and creators in their community. I know you have big dreams for your business and life. So are you ready to be seen and heard? In today's episode, I'll show you how to make it happen. Welcome to the Rachel Gushup Show. In today's episode, I'm speaking with my good friend and coach and client, Rachel Clark, about how to use SEO to get in front of your dream clients. Working with Rachel has been an absolute joy and I'm always coming away from our conversations with ideas of how I can keep improving my SEO and website strategy. So I wanted to give her the opportunity to share just a fraction of her insights with you today. But first, here's a little bit more about her. Rachel is an SEO savvy website designer that helps busy small business owners achieve the perfect vision for their website in days, not weeks, through intensive design day rates. By building websites with SEO as a consideration, not an afterthought, Rachel has helped her clients rank on page one of Google for their search terms within six months. I know you're going to get so much from this conversation with Rachel, so let's dive in. I am so excited to talk with you today about SEO and web design. What I love about your approach to SEO and web design is that you don't see it as an add-on or a nice to have, but as a key marketing and sales strategy for your clients, which I totally wholeheartedly believe as well. And while I know most listeners have heard of search engine optimization, I know from conversations with them that they probably aren't a hundred percent clear on what it actually is and means for their business. So to kick us off, I would love to know how you define it in really simple terms. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on to start with. But yes, SEO for me is really important for web design. And in simple terms, it's the difference between your website being visible or invisible, really. So without SEO, they have to specifically type your domain into the website to find you, uh, into the into the Google to find you. Um, but with SEO, they, they can search for what they're actually looking for, the problem they're trying to solve, and you'll come up. Oh, I love that. I love how you always make things so simple for us. That is so good. And I love that you've captured visible or not visible. And I think that is so important for so many listeners. And I know my clients are really thinking about how can I be smarter and put in place strategies that will help me get visible. So when my clients talk to me about SEO, and maybe yours are the same, they often focus on things like adding keywords to their website so they can rank in Google, so they can be found in the search engine. But that's only just one element, right? Like there's so many other elements that need to be addressed too. So they can become visible. So the website or the blog post or podcast, whatever they're searching for is presented to them. So do you mind speaking to a few of the main things that they should be thinking about other than just keywords? Yeah, and I'll quickly touch on keywords because I do find a lot of clients, they think of keywords, but 
they think about what they think about their web their company makes sense they're not thinking about what their customers search for as much and the biggest thing with keywords is using searcher intention what the actual words are that they're typing in are the keywords you want to use for one and two there's a big thing called keyword cannibalization so if you use across your whole site google essentially jumps in to see if you're answering their question on a page there's seven different pages with the same keywords and they think ah oh, the content can't be page we're going to jump so you have to pick a focus keyword for each page and have a separate one for each page so just get that out of the way first um, and once you've got that keyword phrase so for example for my website i have a page for seo website design because as you said, I put them together. So within that page, I want to make sure it's in the page title. So we have what's called a metadata, which are SEO fairies that tell Google what your website's about. And if you tick off a few of them, you're, you've got much better chance of ranking. So you want to have it in your website page title. And if you're using WordPress, WordPress, Squarespace, any of the big platforms, these are all easy to find in the dashboard. So your page title would have it, your page description, which is the little snippet of text that shows underneath your domain name in Google. And you also have some other important ones, your header one tag. So within a website, you have a hierarchy of header tags and you have one header one tag on each page and just one, and that would include your keyword. And then the less important headers throughout your page would be header twos, header threes, and you just want to sprinkle that keyword through them. They don't have to be on every one, but at least one in each header category. And you also have your images now, and this is another big one I see clients never use. So if you look at the images people upload to their website, they're just auto-generated and numbers and words that aren't relevant. But if you include your keyword, focus keyword for that page in your image title name, before you upload it, that's another tick. And then you have what's called an alt tag, which is the description of your image. And then um, you can, again, if you're using WordPress, which is what I work in, you'll see in your media library, it's got a spot on the right-hand side that says alt. And you just add in there an, an honest, authentic description. So you don't wanna stuff it just with the keyword, but you describe the image using the keyword as well. So they're the main ones for, for using. I love all of that. And thank you so much for sharing that. And what I, take away from what you've just shared is that you're writing for humans first yes. and Google gods second. I know right. for a while there and for a while, I meant like five or so years ago, uh, maybe 10 years ago now, it really was about keywords stuffing. And I feel like Google maybe wasn't as smart and that didn't really matter. Like some people were writing for humans doing great kind of keywords, like you said, you know, alt text, image descriptions and other people were just stuffing it and both, you know, searches would present both those websites but that is so not the case now and I feel like for a lot of us who learned about SEO we still carry with us that belief that we can just put a whole bunch of keywords and that's good enough but I love how you've mentioned that we need to write for humans so if you're going to be like writing for humans I know it's a sort of you know a deeper topic but do you mind sharing maybe one or two questions that you know, listeners can ask themselves if they're like thinking, cool, you know, you said, well, what are they actually, what are my clients actually searching for? It's not necessarily keywords that I'm thinking about. So do you ask your clients some questions or do you get them to answer some questions to help them figure out what kind of keywords or search terms, you know, their clients are looking for? 
Definitely. And I, in, when I send out a questionnaire, I, I say to them, what would you search for if you were describing your product? But then I ask, if you can ask one of your cu um, customers, what would they search for? Because it's such a difference. And to give an example, I used to run a tree company, a tree remove, removal company with my husband. And in what we did, if you call cutting down the branches lopping, that's actually a practice that in tree terms doesn't work. So no tree climber that's qualified would use the word lopping. It's like what the kind of dodgy people do. We would call it pruning, but no one searches for tree pruning because they don't know that. They just think to search for tree lopper. So we had to stop thinking about what we think is right because it's the qualified answer to what we're trying to put out to our customers and think what that customer will actually search for, which is always more of a layman term because they don't know your business inside out. They just want the answer to the problem that they've got. Oh, I love that. Such a great example. And I did not know that either. So thank you for that uh, definition. I'm thinking of so many times that I've been guilty of this too. Like something as simple as when I first launched my program, a course, like create content with confidence. I was talking a lot about content marketing and content strategy and just some of the terms I thought were commonplace. We all heard them, but I realized that a lot of my clients didn't use them in that way or had different ideas about their meaning. And I had to go back in and think about the types of words that I was using on the sales page, the way I was talking about it. You know, if I was in a guest um, post or a podcast, like the words that I use. And I think that's such a great example of how when we're experts in our space, we can sometimes forget like what our clients don't know and the ways that they use certain words or think about different business elements. And I think that is such a great example. So what do you see are the benefits of prioritizing SEO? And I guess what I'm asking is, how does it help business owners get more clients and make more sales? Because that's what we're here for, right? Yeah. And that's like, even for me, when I was writing my SEO website page, like I could put SEO, you know, optimize my site, but no one writes, how do I optimize my site? They don't use that word, but optimize is the word SEO experts use they want to know how do I get people on my site how do I get traffic all that kind of thing so um yeah all of it's just so important to me now with um websites because um as we were talking about earlier a lot of people just use their socials which is a really good driver to your website but you just all the people that aren't on there and especially when you look at your own target market you might not have as many clients on Instagram or Facebook and having the right SEO on your website just gives you that opportunity to show on that page one and by implementing the changes, you can see yourself. I was doing a website for a client and they had no SEO at all. And we're just seeing them slowly, because I have software that measures the ranking, slowly moving up just by adding those, those extra little bits in. And it just is literally as simple as it will put you in the eyes of the customers that don't know about you. So the ones that aren't searching for you because they've heard of you or you've been referred to them, the ones that are just looking for someone to answer their problem, which is what every small business needs to do is answer someone's problem and give them the solution and it's just really the only way without paying for advertising on google that you will start to rank on those websites and i think that's a good point as well because i know for a lot of listeners and my clients they aren't ready to or don't want to be paying for facebook ads google ads and are looking for different ways that they can get more visible and get in front of their dream clients but seo seems to be the like last thing that they think about. So why do you think that is? Why do you think it's like the last thing 
everyone thinks that they can do to help with their visibility? I think it's the not understanding of it. Like I was the same. I, I just used to build a website and add on the plugin. And I didn't really think about what was involved with it. And it's not a short time fix. So I'll often get clients say, I just want to be on the first page of Google. How can you do it? And I'm like, well, you could put $500 a month into Google AdWords. That's how you get it quick. But for me, like, I don't really like seeing, I never click on the ads because I feel like it's cheating. <laughs> I think, well, they're obviously not good at what they do. They've just spent a load of money on their advertising. And the ones underneath the ads are the ones that have organically risen because they aren't, they've got the right value on their website. They're, Google has deemed them the companies that have answered the, the problem that I'm asking. So I always go for the organic ones myself. Um, but yeah, I think people don't realize it's just not a quick fix. You can't just chuck in, even with putting everything in the right place, it takes time. Like you're not going to see real results other than for your actual business name um, because people would have searched that, be on your Facebook page, all that kind of stuff. But to see actually the results from your SEO is going to take at least three months to see anything. But really it's, it's the long-term investment but you look at your website in a year's time and you'll see that you've, you've bumped up. And if you're, you know, passionate about your business and you're, you're planning to be doing it for a while, it's just such a good investment to do for that, I'd say. So good to think about. And I think, again, you're touching on a really important thing for anything when it comes to sales and marketing and visibility strategies, that it's like a long-term game. It's not about, oh, I'm just going to do one thing today and I'll instantly get clients, but it's going to help you build over time more clients, more sales and more visibility. So yeah. what do you see as the common mistakes clients make when trying to improve their own SEO? I think now with the experience with it, it's trying to do it after you've done your website. So, I mean, you, you can hire someone, SEO experts, I do it as part of mine now, but there's a lot you can do if you're building your own website. If you do these things before you actually plan out your website, it's just, it's gonna like, for example, let's think like your URL, so your actual page name. So my SEO page of my website is SEO in website design is the URL. And it's because I did keyword research is what people are searching for. And I've now used that as my URL. So if you build your website first and you've just called that SEO as the page, you're never going to rank for the word SEO because it's, it's, it's not a word you can rank for. It's so searchable. But SEO and website design is so specific to what people are asking for. I've now given myself the best opportunity to rank for that on Google because I've used it in my URL. And once you've built your site, you can't change your URLs easily. You can create a redirect, but it all starts to get a bit technical. So I think the biggest mistake is trying to tack it on after. Because just say you've added all your images to your website. And this is what I do with SEO web. Um, I do SEO web audits. And I'll offer every website person, every, sorry, every client I've worked with has never named their images. So now they've got to go back rename all their images and re-upload them to their website. Whereas if they'd done it at the start of their journey, it would have, you know, they've saved themselves time, but trying to add everything on afterwards will always just, it will never give you the result that you would do if you do it first. So I think, and that's why I push so much in my advertising for it now is even on my website where I, I call it an add-on SEO, but it's, it's a precursor. <laughs> so it's an add-on, but you have to have it done before you, you do the design. Oh, so true. And can I say I'm like guilty of that? Like where I've had other people come into my business and we've changed things and maybe haven't always done best practice when I've been busy, even though I know I should. And I can totally, 
I can attest to the fact that having to go back through and edit like hundreds of images um, for like, you know, the tags going back in and playing around with like header ones and like, oh, just everything. It is so long, people. It takes so long and you're so frustrated. And you're like, why the hell am I doing this? So I totally agree with you, Rach. Like you need to, <laughs> you need to plan and think ahead. And I think, like you said, the, the first step is to recognize how important this is to understand what it is and what it will do for your business and then put things in place so you can slowly chip away at it and make sure you get it done correctly because yeah, going back and doing it, which I am currently in the process, happy to put my hand up, currently in the process of doing, it, it's not fun. Like it's the last thing I want to do uh, each and, week. And it's true and it's not fun. And even I have design friends that hate SEO, but I think my background, I ran a small business for years and I'm a bit of a control freak. So when we did our taxes, I wanted to know how to do it. I didn't want to just get my account to do it. So I had training with my account to understand how to reconcile accounts. And it has to balance. And with web design, it's coding. And if the code isn't right, it doesn't work. And SEO is the same. It's all numbers and figuring out search for intent. And a lot of people don't find that fun, but I love it. <laughs> Which is why I love like learning from you because I do love all of that to a degree, but give me some like words and stories any day. And I would much rather do that. So like I said, I've loved learning about your experience and hearing your stories like on our coaching calls and all of the great um, Instagram reels and things that you share. So would you be comfortable to share how you've helped businesses use SEO for their website and the success you've helped them achieve? Because I think real life case studies is really going to cement how important SEO is for listeners. Yeah, definitely. So I've had over the years, I started out and it's funny, I look back at old sites and I'm like, oh, damn you young designing Rachel because it's such a big fix now to go back to sites. But I can give you an example on um, one I'm about to do for an older client. So the website very much had the standard home about services URLs. And although they were ranking for their business name, they weren't really reaching the locations that they wanted to. So what we're doing now, we're just um, about to start it, is they work, they're a trades-based mobile company so they work across different suburbs and they're trying to reach specific people in those suburbs. So what we do is we create what's called a location page and you target that specific um, spot. So just say you are in Eastern Melbourne and you want to target Richmond and then out to Druin. We're going to pick like six different suburbs and create a page with that, um, with that URL. So it'd be say their company's called Revive Panels and it'd be forward slash scratch repair forward slash Melbourne. And then when people search for that in those locations, they come up much quicker. And you, and it's, it's all about targeting that set word. Whereas if you were just trying to target Melbourne across your whole website, you're gonna come up, but you know, there's that much competition. So you wanna sort of focus on the areas that you're going to do. Same with my website, I've been doing design for people across Australia. So I'm gonna start with five location pages, Melbourne, Darwin, and um, Perth and Sydney because I've done websites in those so I can do and it's not so much so I'm trying to make it sound easy in layman's terms but you you can't just then copy and paste a load of information in each page so what we do instead um, and I'll give you an example on my website because I've built two websites for clients in Darwin I will use that page to say you know hey I'm creating websites in Darwin here are some great examples of work I've completed here if you're a Darwin based company and you want to use authentic copy but you're targeting that one spot. So that's a location kind of SEO option. 
Um, and another one, uh, now that I do the SEO before the website, nearly every company I work with, I'm just doing a tea towel company at the moment, funny enough. So they, they sell um, branded tea towels and aprons. So we've just done two hours of SEO as part of their design day. And I run it through, I've got an SEO software I use and I spend time researching what people are searching for. And then from that, we break it down to their five pages, the terms people search for the most. And, we'll, and then I create a guide on where we're gonna put all those keywords, like the meta data we were talking about earlier. So for them, people search for printed tea towels. They don't actually search for, you know, corporate or anything like that. They search for printed tea towels specifically to get what they're looking for. So we're gonna use that as one of their main URLs in their about page, even though, you know, most people used to use the word about. You wouldn't use printed tea towels as about normally, but your, your menu will say about and your contents about your company, but we've just used that URL, which we can then use across the headers and keep it authentic. Oh, I love that. And I'm like literally sitting here being like, so need to make some changes again <laughs> to my website and SEO, because is this a new thing? Like this could just be showing my lack of knowledge, but is this a new thing? Because I feel like a couple of years ago, this still wasn't like a thing that you did where like you would just naturally have, you know, forward slash about that you wouldn't be putting keywords in, or am I just like not up with it? Do you know, well, it's, it's what I was doing when I first started web. It's only I did a really great SEO course with a woman that specializes in SEO for web designers. Um, and it just blew my mind. I learned all this stuff I'd never thought about. And it's more, it's not so much, this is the right thing to do. It's how can I mostly optimize? How can I make the most opportunities with my site? So having that URL doesn't mean you're, you're going to rank number one in Google for printed tea towels for my client, for example. But by having it in the URL, we are just giving a, that little bit of an extra boost. And if we then use that for exact phrase, which people search for in her header tag, in her images tags, and then sprinkled throughout the copy authentically, because Google's all about authentic copy. And um, all of that just ticks enough boxes that you slowly start to rank because that's you're answering the searcher intention. It's all about answering the words that people search for, not pushing what you want to think for yours. <laughs> Oh my God. And this is why I love hanging out with you because I have just learned something new today. I'm going to write that down and go <laughs> look into that more. Cause like I said, like I used to think that it would make sense to do that. And I'm speaking as a, the copywriter side of me when I used to write copy and I was, um, you know, doing some SEO elements for clients, but it just wasn't a thing. Like I used to always think like, why can't I just put the term in this? And I honestly believe that you, you weren't allowed to, <laughs> you couldn't, but if you can, <laughs> My brain is like populating so much stuff right now. Um, yeah, and you, and I could you do. can use like your menu, your main menu can still say home about services, but it's what you, and, you know, if you use the word again, you've got that little bit of a tick. So if we used instead of about for this company, if we use printed details, but we don't want to do that because combined with SEO, you want user experience and they want to click on an about button. They want to know what the company is about. So you just have to make it a real balance of, making sure you're getting the most opportunity for your site to rank whilst being something that people want to read and follow. So it is a bit of a bit of a juggle. <laughs> and this is why we hire experts like you, because you're <laughs> so right. Like with anything, and I always say this about copy and marketing, you want to be clear over being clever. So for a lot of us, you know, I still see on people's websites now, buttons called weird things. You know, I expect when I land on a good website that the 
sort of menu items are in a particular order, all of those kind of things. And when they're all over the place, I start to, even if it's been, I've been sent there by Google and it should answer my questions. There are other things I start to go, hmm, but are they the person that I want to listen to? So I think you're, you're right there. It is a balance and it's why it's important to, to get like expert eyes so you can learn what you can and can't do apparently. <laughs> so if business owners wanted to start incorporating some of the SEO best practices you've touched on, what are three really simple things that they can do today? Um, the biggest one I see nearly with every SEO web audit I do is they don't use their page title or meta description to their advantage. So you get 65 characters for your page title, and I think it's 150 for your description. And the amount of clients I see <clears throat> just have, say, home forward slash and their business name, and that's it. Whereas you could really use that to to take that opportunity to reach more people that are searching. So my SEO web page it's not Rachel Jane forward slash SEO for it literally is SEO and website design is the first so you want to put your keyword at the start of your title and then put your business name after it and if you've got a location you can add that on as well but you want to use that full 65 characters on your page title so yeah for my example it would be SEO and website design forward slash Rachel Jane and that would be my page title and then the meta description would be a more authentically written sentence that describes it but includes that keyword phrase as well so I think that's the really big one um, the second one it's got to be you still using all that other all the meta so using your keyword across your images and your alt tags and your header tags and the last one I definitely would say is my biggest recommendation to people now is to use authentic copy and if you are uncomfortable writing your copy well hire a copywriter because it's changed everything google doesn't just want to see that keyword on your phrase on your page anymore they want to see phrases that relate to it and i saw a really good example once that was if you're a pizza place they don't want to see pizza written everywhere they want to see that there's tomato sauce and flour and you know everything about anything that's related to the word pizza they want on that page so having um, authentic written copy that reads well but links to your keyword phrases which only a seo copywriter can do well i'd say is a, a really big win but it's an investment but i think it's really completely worth it these days yeah i agree wholeheartedly so so worth it like even as a copywriter myself i write all of my own copy I'm still getting an SEO expert to come in and tell me some things that I need to change and then I'll go and make changes. But there are actual specific people who focus on SEO for copywriting and just like you, Rachel, like people who really do wholeheartedly care and integrate SEO to website design because I know so many people who don't and are still making websites without any consideration to that. So I also really appreciate that you shared that's been something you've really worked on and like changed your approach to that because yeah there are lots of people doing that and I sort of feel like you know what I'm taking away from this conversation is you're just missing opportunities and I know that we are busy and we do have limited investments and creativity and time sometimes but it's good to sort of think like what can I do now with the resources and the means I have and then what's some future plans because it's definitely how I approach it and I can see for a lot of business owners, um, I know we always talk about this, Rachel, too, like, you know, who are a little bit over, you know, social media who are looking to do other things, yeah. that this is something that should be invested in because it really is going to support you to get more sales and more clients. 
So if you wanted listeners to take away one thing about SEO and website design, what would it be? It would be answer your customer's search intention. Don't think about what you want to, well, think about what you want to tell them, but put yourself in their shoes and how they would sit on their laptop and search for you and use that to gear all your SEO. So good, because you're so right. It's never about you. Like it's a little bit about you, but it's really just about giving your clients what information they need to like know, like, and trust you. And like you said, to have their problem solved because that's what we're all doing when we're searching and Googling on the interwebs. So thank you so much for coming onto the Rachel Kujip show and sharing your story, insights, and wisdom. I know listeners are going to get so much from this episode. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. If you found what I've shared valuable, please leave a review and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops every Wednesday.